This is Sophie Lawson from sophielawson.com and this is episode 121 of the Sophie Art Podcast which is a little podcast that I do about the art and things. And this one is a, about the things episode and today we are going to be talking about death and suicide. Death and suicide but we're also going to be talking about life because little Dennis, if you're watching on, on the video at youtube.com slash Sophie Lawson little Dennis and Kitty the cat are knackered because they've been at it all week and they have produced about 20 little Dennis's <laughs> little little Dennis's so we've got we've got a house full of little Dennis's here here so it'd be quite interesting so it is about death today but we've also got the life of new little creatures because what I've noticed is life and death they're both the same thing. So we're going to talk about that today. We're also going to talk about lucid dreaming, where I've been experiencing death. I'm going to talk about what I've experienced there. We've got a lovely little quote from Joseph Campbell. What I did this morning was I randomly opened the book and the page it went on to, it, it was a quote that actually sums up what I'm thinking about death. So I think we should just get into this one today. And little Dennis is going to start it off. Little kitty. Little Dennis. We love little Dennis. We'll have a little kitty kiss. <laughs> little kitty kiss. That's the new way to start it now. I think little kitty kiss. It means... It, so they're both in their little house. I need a drink. So I've got quite a lot of notes for this one. But again, it's going to be another one of those episodes where I don't really know what I'm saying. <laughs> I'm just going to say stuff and see what comes out. But I'm fine. I've always found death to be fascinating. Because what I feel is, if you can really get your head around death and sit with it, it actually helps you live. So, so like, I feel like if you can get your head around death... It can actually improve your life and it can help you become fearless and like get courage. So what the little topics we've got here. The little topics we've got are, so I'm going to talk about my two little lucid dreams. One of them is, it was about space and how the space is, a th- is things. So space is not empty. Space is things, which to me mimicked life and death because death seems like it's nothing but death to me is like the space, whereas the things in the space are the life. So when we're alive, we're one of the things. When we're dead, we become the space. So we're not actually dead because we're still the space. So that, I'm going to talk about that dream in a minute. There was another dream the, the day after where I experienced death. So I'll talk about that one. And then what have we got here? I've put, space allows things to exist, but space doesn't really exist, so nothing exists. <laughs> this is where it gets a bit strange, which is why I love thinking about death, because it, it's a, it's like a paradox. I get the same feelings thinking about death that I get thinking about time. Trying to get my head around time is really weird, because you're inside of time. So you've got to somehow, 
you've got to like sort of get your head you've got to somehow get yourself out of time to be able to really think about time but you can't do that because you're inside of time so this is why every now and again for like a split second I'll I'll get a feeling I, I understand time and as soon as I can feel that that feeling it goes away it's weird and death's sort of the same thing you'll get the feeling of death you'll, you'll really understand that death is not death you, you'll understand that death isn't the end it, so what you, you realise that death is is still alive but you're trying to think about that, that but you, you understand it but then as you try to f- think about it you can't think about it it's really weird but you can you can you can understand it but you can't understand it it's weird so to talk about that we're going to talk i've put here the space and things is the same as life and death i said you can't have one without the other so i've put it here so we are immortal because that means nothing exists but everything does exist so you've got this weird thing where nothing exists and everything exists at the same time which is when it starts to become like the quantum so in the in quantum quantum relativity is it quantum science what's it called what's that in the quantum realm things exist and they don't exist together which is impossible but it is what it is and i, I feel like we are inside of that we just we just don't realize it because we are because we are one of the things inside of it we don't realize it but really we're not one of the things this gets so weird i've also put here if you can get to the place of really feeling yourself dead knowing you're going to die i've put if you can really understand that you're going to die because it's something we're all going to do but we for some reason it seems like a lot of us we don't we don't talk about it i think a lot of us don't think about it but if you can just think about it really understand you're going to die you can get to a place where you realize nothing matters which sounds negative because it sounds like oh nothing matters so what's the point and i've i felt that sometimes as well but you can also spin that and say nothing matters because you're going to die but because you never really die so when you die you don't actually die so this means that everything does matter <laughs> it's really weird so as i would say the way i see it is as a sophie lawson nothing really matters because you're not really the sophie lawson but when you die what you've done as a sophie lawson is going to matter because it's going to determine what happens next so it it sort of doesn't matter because no matter what you do you're going to die so it doesn't matter but it does matter because death to me is like a transition it's like a transition almost like getting on a bus so when you're alive it it doesn't matter what you're doing but it does matter because what you're doing determines what bus you get on so when you die whatever you've done in your life will determine what bus you're on and then that bus it is you're not going to be able to you're not going to be controlling the bus i don't think i'm not sure i think if you can keep your awareness through the death phase you might be able to control the bus and, and determine where it goes but if 
if you die and you don't have your awareness, I feel like you'll be sat on the bus as like a passenger and that bus will just take you to the next place. So this is again why I think lucid dreaming is so important because what you're doing is you're going to sleep and you're practicing keeping your awareness during the during your dreams which isn't which isn't what happens naturally you have to sort of really put effort in to achieve that and I think the same thing is when you die I think if you haven't put the effort in you're just going to be you'll lose your awareness so you'll die and you'll go through the death phase without even realizing you're you're dead until you pop back into another life but I think if you can, if you can keep your awareness through the death phase you can start you're going to be able to like in a lucid dream you you can start manipulating the dream I think you'll be able to start manipulating the dream realm and you'll start being you'll, det- you'll be able to determine what happens so it's quite cool but I think I put here thinking about death allows you to find courage and become fearless it says you can become fearless because you can do anything because you're going to die again this was really powerful for me in i think it was 2016 i became so suicidal because i thought i couldn't become sophie it felt impossible i got to this place where i was i was i was going to die i suppose and then i realized well hang on if i'm going to die that means i can do anything because the worst thing that can happen when you're alive is to die so because I was going to die anyway I thought well why not keep living and do whatever I want to do because the worst thing that can happen is I'm going to die but I was going to die anyway and I am going to die anyway so there's there's a place there if you can keep yourself there and I can't do it at the minute I can get in there sometimes and when you, when you get into that place you're you're you feel you'll feel invincible really because you you know you can do anything because you're going to die and it it doesn't matter because the worst thing that can happen is you you'll die but you're going to die anyway so no, no matter what you're scared of there's nothing to be scared of because it's not as worse as death but death isn't actually that bad anyway. <laughs> so you, it it really helps you become fearless. It's hard to talk. It's hard to explain it. But what I, what I can do is sometimes I can get there, and if I can get there, that's when I get the courage to do things. But but for me, I keep popping in and out of it. But I feel like you could actually stay there, and I think this is what enlightened beings. I think people like the buddha and stuff they must have they must have got themselves into that little space it's a tiny little space and they must have stayed there they must have been able to stay there yeah they must have stayed there so they could do anything they could even like jesus he could sacrifice himself because he was in that space where he he knew the truth it's a tiny little space yeah become fearless proper fearless i put it here it's a feeling gauge if it feels right do it if it feels wrong don't do it 
And I put, yeah, I love this. So what, what I think is going to happen is when we die, I think we are going to go face to face with our true self. So I feel like all of us are going through our lives. We've got this free will to make decisions. And we know deep in our souls, there's something saying you've got to do this. But you're you're scared to do it. So it might be that you've got... For me, one of my things is I've got to interview guests on the podcast. But I'm still scared to do that. But I know that that is part of my like true potential, I suppose. So I think what will happen is when I die, I'll come face to face with my true potential, which is the highest possible version of myself. So that version of myself would have been able to have interviewed guests on the podcast... So if I die and I didn't get to the point where I could interview guests on a podcast, I'll be looking at myself and because I'm not fully in sync with it, I feel like what would happen is I'd pretty much, I'd, I feel like I'd get on a bus which would take me back to the start of my life again. And I'd have to do it all again, but I'd be slightly different. So it, the probabilities would raise and it, there would be more chance that I would be able to interview guests on a podcast because it's all based on previous lives I think so it is kind of like re reincarnation but I think what happens is if you can through this life if you can have the courage to do all the things that your heart's telling you to do even if they're super scary I think what happens is when you die you'll be you'll basically be face to face with your true potential and it would be like looking in a mirror so you would be looking at yourself at which point I feel like the two become one, you wouldn't have to come back. At that point, you you as a Sophie would become like your higher self. So I feel, I feel like that's what's... I feel like this higher self is somehow pulling us through, through the life. Yeah, but there is some sort of other energy which is trying to pull you away from it. To me, it feels like society is some form of it and it's, it's pulling you away in the opposite direction so that that here you, what you've got to do is you've got to somehow you've got to be able to listen to you've got to be able to listen to that which is your higher self and what happens is that the negative bit starts trying to sabotage you somehow you've got to get the courage to go towards the the higher self bit but what happens is this is why I think if you think about death, you can get to that courage place, which which helps you get towards your higher self. I just find it really fascinating. So what I'm going to do is I'm going to go through my little dream diary. I'll go through these two little dreams and I'll just I'll talk about it. So I haven't looked at these since they happened. And the first one was from day 855, which was the 14th of July 2020. And my goal, before I went to bed, because what you do is in your dream diary, before you go to bed, you write down your little goal. So my goal for this day was experience death. So what I did was, as I was going off to sleep, I kept saying, tonight I will experience death. Tonight I will experience death. What happens is, if you become lucid, you'll say, what was my goal? And you, you'll just remember that you want to experience death. So what happens in this one is I, I became lucid and I said experience death. It's like you're talking to the dream. 
which I actually think is your higher self. So I feel like what's happening is your higher self is talking to you when you're in your dreams. I feel like that's the way that that's the way it communicates with you. So if you can become lucid, you can actually communicate back with it. And so again, this is what helps you get the courage so that when you wake up and become the Sophie again, you have more chance of getting in sync with you, like your true potential thing. So what I put here is I've put, so I woke up and I've put empty space and things. All of existence is the space that things are in. And I've put, oh yeah, this was the one where I had this entity. It popped up in front of me because I said I wanted to experience death. It popped up in front of me and it put its hand inside my belly and it, it twisted as if it was turning like a knob or a dial. Uh, I said, what are you doing? And it says, I'm I'm retuning your digestive system. Which I, don't, I, don't, I don't know what that means. It was really weird. And when I woke up, I felt I did. I felt different waking up from that, which was quite weird. But the main thing was he said, because what he, what he did was he had a little cube. Yeah, he had a little cube. Did he have the cube or did I have the cube? I think what happened was he said, "Let's read it here." I put little creature on a bike. He <laughs> oh yeah, I remember that. I was outside. This is how the dream started. This is how I become lucid. I was outside walking up the street. There was a bloke on a bike, and behind him was a little, little like, I guess you could call him like a little goblin or something, on a little bicycle. And what happened was the the big one, which was a human, he went up up the road and went round the corner. The little one, on his bike, he he seemed to be quite curious of me, and then I saw him and I thought a little creature. So I became lucid, and then I said experienced death. Then there was some there was somebody in front of me, this this entity was in front of me and what he said was he said all of existence is the space that things are in he said something like people what don't what people don't realize is yeah what he said what people don't realize is that all of existence is the space that things are in and i i said to him i said like a box i said and yeah i said like a box and he said yes and then what I what I realised was, all of the things inside of the space, I put here little little things and the space. When I woke up, I drew a cube with little dots in it, and I've, what I what I realised was the little dots, which are the things inside of space. So all the things inside of space are alive. The space is is dead. But it's but the only reason that those things that are inside of it are alive is because the space is inside of it. So I've said when stuff dies, it becomes space, and the space becomes things. And I've put I said I said to him I said it's an endless process. And then when I woke up, I started thinking. I thought each box could be a whole existence. Yeah. So, so what that would mean is each. So you've got a box which would be like the universe, with all these little dots in it. And all the little dots are all the things. And the, the space inside of the box is is the space that the things are in. So the things that are inside of the universe can't exist without the space. But the space doesn't really exist. 
but it, it does exist because otherwise the things don't exist. <laughs> it's so weird. But it, this is the same thing as death. You've got life, you've got death. If you're alive, you have to be dead as well. So when you when you're dead, you can't you can't be alive unless you're also dead, because they're they're the same thing. It's like having a coin. You've got heads and tails. So we can't see death because at the moment we're like one side of the coin, which is life. But on the other side is death. But that means on the other side of death is life. So it is, it's this endless process. You're going to keep going back between life and death, which is like the things inside of the space. The things in the space, when they die, they become the space. But the space becomes the things. So it's endless. So it's, it's amazing. So that one, I woke up from that and I, I felt like I, I somehow understood the the relationship between life and death. And it was shown to me via the the physical space. The next day I had another one which was completely different. But it was it, this one was really interesting. This one it went over a lot of pages. So on this one, again, my goal was experience death. So I went to sleep and I and I said, I will experience death tonight. I will experience death tonight. So how did I become lucid in this one? Lucid. Um, <laughs> oh, this was a weird one, this. I can't remember how I became lucid in this one. I, f- I think I... I, must, I don't know. I want, I want to say I woke up and went back to sleep. But I've put here lucid... And I've put, death is the falling feeling between states. This is so weird. So, so what happened in this one was, I was in a regular dream. I remember, I, I, I was in my bed and I put the light on and it wasn't working. So that triggered me. So, yeah. And then what I said was, I said, yeah, because I was in this bedroom. I said, I want to experience death. I want to experience death. In the dream, I shut my eyes and I fell forward. And what happened was, I, f- I fell, but it went on for ages, like a feeling of falling. There was nothing but just this feeling of falling, which is exactly the same feeling. It's not exactly the same. It's, it's, it's a very similar feeling to when you're going into an outer body. When you go into an outer out body, you, f- you, f- you feel like you're, you're getting stretched. And it's this sort of exponential speed thing where it gets faster and faster yeah it you feel like you're getting stretched until you pop this was the same sort of thing but it was a it was a falling feeling instead of sort of instead of like going forwards as if you were sort of punching through space it was more like you were falling through space so it did that and then i popped into another dream there was these two people there and they they said the lady said there's a lady and a man and the lady said here at last or something like that i've put it here here at last or finally it felt like they were waiting for me and i said to the lady oh i wanted to experience death and she said you just did and i said ah oh. i said ah oh, death is the death was the falling feeling so so it was like I was in a dream, 
and then I went through the I went through the the I was in a dream and then I, I popped into another dream. Between those two dreams was this sensation of falling. So you could look at that as like going through empty space. So it's almost like the dreams are things inside of the dream space. So I was in one one of the dreams. I went. I kept my awareness. So what normally happens is when you're dreaming, you sort of pop between dreams. You don't even realise it. You're you're popping about through between these dreams. What happened here was I popped between two dreams, but I sort of kept my awareness between the two dreams, and I felt the feeling and experience between the two dreams. And this lady said that death is that fit that that bit there is the death bit, the space between the two dreams. Is the death? He, it's weird. I put here. I picked up phone. Oh yeah, this was cool as well. I was in like a maze. I spoke to these two people. What happened was what happened was I think I shut my eyes or something. She said to do something. I shut my eyes. When I opened my eyes, she had disappeared. The bloke was still there, and then what happened was I popped into a maze. It was like a maze, but there was lots of water everywhere. What happened was there was this phone ringing. I could have gone in one direction, or I could have gone towards the phone, which was ringing. And Robert Wagner, lucid dream expert, he always says to go towards the energy. This phone ringing felt like the most energy. So I went towards the phone, I picked it up, and it was deaf. <laughs> Which is cool. So I started talking to Death. And I've put it here. This is funny. I've put. I picked up phone and spoke to Death. He was a bit of a dick. He, <laughs> yeah. He was. A, he was a bit of a dick. He was. He called me boy. So I was aware in the dream that I'm Sophie. So I. I. I feel more female. But he was calling me boy. And I called Death a dick. He. <laughs> Which is quite cool. I thought. And then, what have we put here? People talking to me. Oh, that was it. Yeah. I can't remember what it was. But after she told me that that experience was deaf, she was telling me other stuff. I was trying to listen to her. But that's what happened. I was trying to listen to her. But there was some music playing. And the music was so loud, I couldn't hear what she was saying. So I shut my eyes to focus, to try and focus on her, to, to get rid of the music. When I opened my eyes, she had actually disappeared. I said, I want to experience death, and I popped into another dream. She said that was death, the falling sensation. world was covered in water. I had to be careful where I stepped. I said, I said, you need to know when I... Yeah, I, this is what I said. I, so in the dream, I said, you need to know when to act and when to be perfectly still. Oh, this was it. Yeah. So that point in the dream where there was two choices to make, there was one choice was to look into a little handbag and the other one was to pick up the phone. I picked up the phone. I thought a lady was telling me something. I turned the radio. Oh, this is it. So, yeah, this is what happened. When you're writing in your dream diary, you'll write something and it will trigger a memory of something that happened before. So what you're writing in your dream diary is all out of sync. It's weird. You're sort of... You're writing things as you're remembering things. So I've gone back to the bit when the lady was there and I've put, lady was telling me something. I turned the radio with my mind 
Yeah, I shut my eyes and turned the radio down. But when I opened my eyes, my eyes, when I had opened my eyes, she had vanished, which was which was quite weird. And then the little bloke was driving a tractor. No, he wasn't. But I was. What was it? Oh yeah, it was raining outside. Death is just the falling sensation. It's the falling transition phase. Ah, this is cool. Look, people you meet and other lives. People you meet and other lives know you, but you may forget. So, in other words, that means when you're in this life. Because what's happening is you're bouncing between these different lives. So you'll die, you'll go into another life. I think what's happening is everyone's doing that. I think everyone is doing that. So so this is, it gets a bit confusing because is everyone separate or, or is it just one person? Or one, is it just one being doing it? Or is there different beings doing it? I think there is different beings doing it. But all those different beings, I think, are one base being. So we are like one. Of, we're one of the sub beings at the minute. Because I feel like my my higher self is still, I think, a sub being of another being. But there are there are other entities, or there's other beings like me, dying and and being born, bouncing around. But I'm bouncing around as well. So what's happening is. I'm in this life, I'm interacting with these other beings, I'll pop into another life, these other beings will be doing that as well. So you're going to end up with all these other beings in this other life as well. But that what I've put here is people you meet and other lives. So in other words, that could mean that, what it could mean is, it could mean you're Sophie Lawson here, you die, you go into another life and you become, say, well, you become, say, Kevin Preston. But in that life where Kevin Preston is, Sophie Lawson could exist inside of that as well. So that means, in a, w- in a way, you're existing twice in the same life. But you're not. You're still separate. <laughs> How weird is that? So what it means is, you're, you could be Kevin Preston in this life. Sophie Lawson, who is also you, in another life... It's now not you because it's it's another life. But it is you, but it's not. So what it means is it means you and Sophie could interact with each other in a, in a life. But what it would mean is it would mean that in the life when you were Sophie, Kevin would also be there interacting with you. So what it means is it means you're, you're interacting with yourself across lifetimes. It's, it's weird. But what also is happening is all the other people are doing it as well. So, for instance, if like my gender therapist, I feel like she's the most important person ever. I'm convinced in one of these other lifetimes, we were quite close. So what happened is somehow. Maybe it's an energy thing, maybe the energies are attracting each other or something. So what happens is. Me in this life, there's. This lady is my gender therapist, but in this other life, she's a she could be my she could be my mum or something. So there's a there's like a connection going between the lifetimes. But this is if you if you look at it, you can zoom out. It could potentially be infinite. So you've got this inf you've got like a you could almost see like a sheet of paper, 
with all these little lives in it and they're all interacting with each other but then again if you zoomed out far enough it would just become one thing it's weird it's really weird i love it though so i've woken up and i know i woke up because what i do is when i wake up as soon as I've, i put a, a line right across the page which which means i've woken up so i've put here i was a cat he was running around the world with a cat friend oh yeah found a girl's phone oh i love this dream i was a little cat with a little cat friend and i, I found this little place for us to sit down it was loads of grass and the wind was blowing the grass it was beautiful that one there's some little mean little cat yeah the, the, the other cat had more sort of courage than me and I think that's it. I felt like she thought I was trying to... Oh, yeah, we found a little girl's phone. So me and this little cat went over to the phone. And the lady, the girl come out. And I felt like she thought I was stealing the phone. But we were just looking at it. That's basically it though. For this week's little podcast, I think. Death, to me, is... I feel like death is the most important thing to think about. And it's key to life yeah it's amazing though so i think that's pretty much the end of it really little kitty one of the good things about little kitty is she can stand up on her own he <laughs> little dennis he's too he's a bit too boing he's a bit too what do you call it he hasn't got enough strength he just flops little dennis is a floppy one Boing, he's, he's, oh, he's just knocked his little girlfriend over back in their little house. Well, I hope you enjoyed that little podcast. And oh, I didn't even talk about suicide. I have to talk about that on another podcast, I think. Because I've got this theory about suicide, which I've had since a child. And the fact that I've had it as a child, since a child, that's what makes it feel a bit more powerful. Because I think if I had it as child, why would I have this thought as a child when there was no reason for it? It makes it feel a bit more like it's actually quite significant. Because one of the things I think is, we're going to die anyway. So why not suicide? But then somebody put in one, somebody put in the comments on last week's podcast. They said, if you suicide. It's going to send negative energy. It's going to it's going to send a negative a wave of negative energy energy across the entire time and space. Which actually that makes sense if you think about the way. Yeah, because I was thinking about all these little lives. They're all connected to each other. So yeah, if you again the energy thing, if you commit if you suicided in this life, it would send a, a, a negative potentially. It would send like a pulse of energy, which would which would start interfering with all the other ones. Yeah, it's quite interesting. Though. I think suicide is quite an interesting topic. Because again, I feel like if you can if you can think about suicide really deeply without doing it, <laughs> I feel like there's some sort of there's something to get picked. Yeah, there's something to be gotten from that, I think. Some, like, proper wisdom by thinking about 
going deep into suicide and actually really thinking about doing it again if you can get if you can if you can sit in that space without doing it i I think there's there's something powerful in there it's very risky though because because you could actually end up doing it but is that a good thing or not because again i've thought to myself oh i need to do a podcast about that that might be next next month's little about the tings episode but this week's little inspirational quote i love this so this oh i've just finished a book as well a little novel called room by emma donoghue absolutely loved that book so good i read it in about a week and i never read books that quickly i just i couldn't put it down and i've actually bought the the dvd as well you can get the dvd for two quid on on ebay and the way is there's no spoilers here it's a story about a mum and a child who are in a room and they've been in this room on their own for for a certain amount of time (laughs) and you you're basically you go into the story not knowing how they got in the room why they're in the room or anything like that and it just it's amazing I, f- I think it's it's one of my top three story books. I love The Time Traveller's Wife. That's one of my all-time favourite books. Love that. And also, there's a book by Mo Hader called Tokyo, I think it is. Love that. I think that's my favourite book, that Tokyo book. But this one's right up there. Very amazing. Yeah. But what I did... So, I think the next book I'm going to start reading is this book here called Joseph Campbell's The Hero with a Thousand Faces. So this this book I think is going to be very it's going to be it's going to require a lot of mental energy I think to read this one. I've tried to read it a couple of times and I've put it down and something said you'll read it when the time is right. I think the time is right now. So what I did this morning was I randomly opened a page and I couldn't believe the page it fell on. Because it, the page it fell on is almost like it's, it's almost like it's explaining the very thing that I felt in this dream. So in the dream, it said about the space, the things in the space, is like the relationship between life and death. Well, this little quote in here, I'm gonna have a little drink. Little quote. Oh, Joseph Campbell. He's my favourite. If you, if you ever get the chance, go on YouTube, search for Joseph Campbell and listen to him talking. Because he's, he's amazing. This little quote says, The cosmo... The cosmogonic... The cosmo... Did you hear that internal burp? I love those. The cosmogonic cycle pulses forth into manifestation and back into non-manifestation amidst the silence of the unknown like waves the cosmo the cosmogonic cycle i basically i think that's the cosmology because he because i think it's like the cosmos the cycle of the cosmos i'm just going to interrupt myself for a minute this is um this is sophie from the future i just on the podcast i didn't read what the word cosmogonic cycle means 
I've just read it here, and what it actually means is the cosmological the cosmogonic cycle is to be understood as the passage of universal consciousness from the deep sleep zone of the unmanifest through dream to the full day of waking and back again through dream to the, to the timeless dark as in the actual experience of every living being. So in the grandiose figure of the living cosmos, in the abyss of sleep, the energies are refreshed. In the work of the day, they are exhausted. The life of the universe runs down and must be renewed. I think that's cool. Because it actually means that this book's going to be talking about dreams as well then. So I just wanted to add that because I didn't know what the word meant. I thought the cosmogonic meant the cycle of the cosmos. But it's, it's sort of the cosmos and the consciousness together. The the cos the cosmology the cosmogonic cycle pulses forth into manifestation and back into non manifestation. Yeah, so it, what that means is it's it's going into manifestation and back into non manifestation, but non manifestation is still a thing. So it's actually it's not just that there's things and space, there's things not things and then space yeah so even the even the not thing which would be death is still a thing that's quite interesting that so that means life and death are things within something else which again goes into what i said before you got the space you got the space and you got you got the things which would be like universes so the universes are inside of a space. Because I feel like it's a never-ending thing. You've got, you got things inside of the universe, like... Well, you've got... What, what are they called? What are they called? Galaxies. You've got galaxies, solar systems, then you've got planets. No matter where you get to. Because even the human... You start looking in the human, it's like a little universe inside. So it's, it's never-ending. Each thing is going into something and back into nothing. But when it's no nothing, it's still something. But it's a mist, a mist, a mist, a mist, a silence of the unknown. So that would, to me, that would be like, that would be like the base, the base being. Yeah, all the little sub beings. You've got things coming in and out of existence. In, so they're coming in and out of existence inside of space. But the space itself is inside of something else. I think that's what's going on. It's fascinating this. I love it. So this week's little inspirational quote is The cosmogonic cycle pulses forth into manifestation and back into non-manifestation amidst a silence of the unknown by Joseph Campbell
Ah, vai tá. Ah, vai tá.